0: Talking about itty bitty Hawkeye. Hawkeye.
1: (laughs) Merry Mini Monday Chunkies. I'm Carter. I'm Doge.
2: And you know, I could have sworn Hawkeye was full size on my screen, but my TV is pretty big, not to brag. So that's Oh,
0: man. I'm Jordan. And I thought this was an Ant Man show. Guys, it's (laughs) so fun to say Merry Mini Monday in the season. Uh, Tis the
1: season. Tis 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 the season. This it's is actually a, one, of a,
2: one of a small handful that have actually been truly factually a merry mini Monday.
1: Truly merry. And even with the content of today, it feels extra merry and bright mm. because we are diving back into the MCU with our fourth. That's right, I thought three until about two minutes ago. But the MCU remembering in the winter soldier existence. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our fourth MCU television
1: show. Hawkeye.
2: And yeah. we're hey, here. Hey, and we're finally dude, to this It's moment. the fifth? It's the fifth? I'm the only one that's actually okay, invested because sorry. I watched What If? I'm yeah. The sorry, only that one that actually it if it's cares about
1: you, these super folks. I'm but, so you know, sorry.
0: I'm so sorry. Yeah, yes. if, if anybody the knows fifth. anything about me, I just don't care for any of this. I don't like any of it. You know? <laughs> this is just not your flavor. <laughs> it's not my jam.
1: <laughs> uh, and as much as I love having complete control of Mini Monday, sure, it is hard for me to start diving into a story without giving the reins, giving giving Santa's reins over to Jordan Wonders to kind of walk us through. From what I know, so starting off with Hawkeye, this is one of the stories that I've known the least about. I didn't know about Kate Bishop until okay. I think we started talking. There had been rumors, right? I think around the time of Avengers, when we see this yeah. team come together for the first time, which another shout out to 2012, which I think is so smart, uh, canonically, to come back to 2012, uh, after the Avengers, we started talking about who will replace eventually, right? Uh, I think Easter Eggs was on an all-time high when that movie was released uh, because mm. the yeah. MCU had pulled off the big team. They did it. They had this lead up and it was well beyond most of you know, the world's expectations. And so that happens. And I remember Kate Bishop coming up around that time. I remember that someone talking about that. There was
0: uh, like, who's going to take the mantle? Uh, Clint's kid, you know. Well, totally yeah, I remember her. there was a little bit that people thought that instead of Kate Bishop, that it was just going to be yeah, Clint's mm-hmm. daughter. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I think that was a shot of him teaching her to shoot. Yeah, In, in, uh, in the Age beginning of Ultron, end game. Yeah. Oh, and I it was, is. is, isn't it? Yeah, I, I thought think it so, is the right? beginning it's of the end game. Right before it, it's when it flashes back and shows them getting dusted from his perspective. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah,
1: yeah. You're right. But yeah, I think as as
0: soon Such as a strong we opening. the great thing
1: too is like. I am the fan that looks into things uh, in the middle of the fact. <laughs> but I'm like, wait, who is this? This guy has quite an affinity for swords, which we'll talk about later. I'm like, who is, who is this man? <laughs> Who's the swordman? But the, the swordman. The great thing about comics is, once you're in this world, you're always looking for somebody. You're looking for somebody yeah. to appear, somebody to show up, and the MCU continues to do a really good job of that. But let's let's get started with Hawkeye. We had two episodes released yes, we here did. on Thanksgiving. Honestly, a very appropriate time to release them. I was kidding, and thanks. And this was definitely a, I think with how semi-slow the first episode was, this felt like of two episodes uh, to do during one mini-Monday time frame, it felt like these were a good two to do. Yeah. Um, but we're already a third through the season, wow. right? This That's is cheesy. just a six-episode season, uh, which makes sense again because I really do think they wanted it to be with the bookends of the holidays, right? were yeah. They wanted yeah. To start around Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm guessing our ending time is like Christmas Eve. I'm sure uh, because yeah, every every
2: episode so far has taken taken place over a day. So the count of how many days until Christmas keeps decreasing. It's like mm-hmm. it's like 24.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So but yeah, we've got a lot of this like feeling like he's got they've been really they've made extra sure to let us know how much time Clint has left. Right. Sure. Like yeah.
0: five five days until so Christmas. He's going well, to make it to Christmas. Yeah. I am already so excited for him dragging his exhausted body in the door to plop on the floor and open Christmas presents. I am so pumped can, about it. Can I tell yeah.
1: you something, though? I think, you know, we talked about the 2012 Avengers. And so after Endgame, when we're seeing that people are actually leaving the MCU, you know, Tony's out. Steve Rogers is basically out-out. Yeah. Um, I can't help but think I, I've got kind of a— looming feeling maybe Clint dies in this show interesting really I think Clint might not make it to the end of this season really so, I don't it's not think the kind so. of shot you'd want to call but I, I don't know yeah.
2: for me I think it's it's virtually out of the question that Jeremy Renner does anymore Avengers is I think it's probably a, a sunsetting of Clint Barton and he retires and go live, live on a farm with uh, his wife and children
1: I think now that's that what we want he feels like
0: Kate Bishop can take the mantle yeah. and kind of do her own thing because I think Clint's, that's so as we jump in a little bit here, um, the the line about look they there you are oh they made you a girl and he says that's Katniss Everdeen is very funny. <laughs> it's great, but also I think potentially it might be lampshading a little bit. What's going yeah. to end up happening is that she will take up the mantle I thought that of too. Hawkeye.
1: Yep, sure.
0: I I think she's think so been too. Hawkeye in the
2: comics since uh, 2006, I believe, which was actually only a year after she was introduced. She introduced wow. in 2005 and has been Hawkeye or has been a Hawkeye. Since 2006.
1: Cool. wow, That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, Clint's story for me, the through line is, it's been really sad. I think most of Clint's story has been sad. Uh, And I can see how it would be like, you know what? Why not at the end, you know, give him the carrot, give him what he wants most, his family for the rest of his life without (sighs) having to worry about things until, you know, Avengers 8 or something where he shows up at the age of 16. And I
0: love that it seems like (laughs) this is sort of... Um,
1: it sh- shows up in Avengers, <laughs>
0: Avengibles. <laughs> and it's all the old Avengers. <laughs> yes, I I definitely would watch that though. Um, yeah, it seems like I really enjoy the fact that it seems like this series this series is kind of focusing on him cleaning up his Ronan mess. Yep, sort of. Totally the the worst morally the worst thing we've seen Hawkeye do, who tends to be kind of a voice of moral reason right, and yeah. like have a very strong moral compass. The one thing we've seen him do where he snaps and goes off, right. it seems like now he's having to kind of clean up that mess. And I really like that a lot. I'm going to say early, obviously, we don't super dump and super pump until the end of these series. Just sure, so yeah. Series finale clear. episode. Yeah. <clears throat> if I had to pick a super dump right now, I wouldn't be able to. Do you like I it? I really love these first two episodes. Yeah, uh, they're like, I had a blast yeah. watching this show. I'm enjoying it too and it's
1: really tight. I think everything it is, is it's just… very yeah. tight. …put together so well. And as I'm like doing all the research and stuff, you know, this is a pretty indiscreetly… Uh, no, that's the opposite. Discreetly means not out loud. Chill. Right? Discreet's yes. like chill. Like, keep it quiet. So, so this man, is like…
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> discreet means dis-secret.
1: This is sneakily like the most uh, illustrious… <laughs> Cast we've had in an MCU yeah, oh, for sure. show, it's pretty good. Because I think people forget, and I, I don't, I'm not like peeved by it. But for the sake of the chunkies, just for getting educated, I, I would not say if you're saying that Haley Seinfeld is becoming a big thing right now because of like Hawkeye. That's you like mind. when, but that's like when bon Ver won Best New Artist at the Grammys. It's like, right?
0: <laughs> you is know, he Haley. Though?
1: We were talking about this beforehand, but like Haley yeah. was nominated for an Oscar when she was 14 years old for True yeah. in 2010. Which no, she's uh, a legit talent. Jeremy Renner also had a nomination that year uh, for Hurt Locker, and then the next year would have one for The Town, oh, cool. and then sprinkled in a little bit later. Of course, we know Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh, <laughs> Florence Pugh will be showing up uh, at some point. She's one of the top billed actors for this yeah. show. Uh obviously a couple years ago with Little Women, she's nominated. And then uh For Marga, For Maga, sorry, uh was nominated. Vera. Uh-huh. Vera Formiga, was nominated for I uh Formiga up for up in the air with mm-hmm. Clooney yeah. that
0: she had a long. And, time and ago, so. as we're talking about people, uh obviously we have Linda Linda Cardellini, but uh yeah. Tony Dalton. Love her. I'm so I excited for, who for this who guy. Who I only know for, from Better Call Saul, and I have residual spillover dread from seeing him <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on screen. <laughs> I'm so excited for this guy. So excited for this. Same. Hey, a couple of things. One. Do it. um, I have two standout favorite things of the series so far. Okay. uh, In these first two episodes. Number one is the fact that uh, Clint is uh, wearing a hearing aid and the explanation Mm -hmm. given is the perfect example of why I'm loving this show so far. Love that. It wasn't some big plot point. It was just like, why is he wearing a hearing aid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that's so it why serves, he's hearing hearing it
2: serves though. as a reminder of his humanity. That's pretty directly adapted from a pretty formative Hawkeye run uh, by Matt Fraction and David Aja. Uh, the run is often called uh, after, named after the, the first volume, Hawkeye My Life as a Weapon. In Hawkeye, yeah. My Life as a Weapon, in that run, I think it was 2012. So they launched it right after Hawkeye was introduced to wider audiences for the first time. That run sees him teaming up with Kate Bishop running afoul of the tracksuit mafia Mm -hmm. and rescuing a dog that the tracksuit mafia was beating and throwing into traffic who is Lucky the Pizza dog. And I just, I do want to point out, if you look up Lucky the Pizza dog on the Marvel wiki, uh, it it has a powers and abilities section because I guess that's just part of the template. Yeah. Yeah. And Lucky's powers are that he is a baseline dog with the powers and abilities common to his species. (laughs) I love this. His weaknesses are dis- d- decreased visual perception due to his missing left eye
0: and poor health due to pizza-heavy diet. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, that's so, I, so the second thing I was going to list is uh, <laughs> that I love the tracksuit mafia so freaking much. And oh, that, my it's great And yes. there. But great. But before, before we move on to that, is this Matt Fraction run the same run that includes Hawkeye explaining to Spider-Man the whole uh, I can't miss thing? Is that yeah. from this run? I think so, yeah. So I really hope this is included in the show. This is a moment where Hawkeye is exclaiming, I can't miss. And Spider-Man thinks he's being um, cocky. He's like, okay, I get it. And then Hawkeye basically breaks it down and says, no, I can't miss. As soon as I miss, I'm useless. I'm fighting against guys with super strength and wings and uh, magic hammers and dudes that grow two stories tall and can Mm -hmm. punch through buildings. Like if I start to miss, it's game over for me. So I can't miss. And it goes into how he trains obsessively so that he never misses and all this stuff. It's it's very interesting. Um, This is the same Matt Fraction run that has
2: entire issues where the dialogue is like captioned ASL panels. Cool. It's entirely from Hawkeye's point of view after his... I think it's after his hearing aid gets damaged or something. So the entire issue is signed. Uh, It also has an entire... The annual for that year was told entirely from Lucky's point of view. Um, But this is a super, super like pushing the boundaries of the medium. Uh, It's a really, really influential run. It's not terribly long either. It only ran from 2012 to 2015. So this Uh, whole
0: series could be a rip straight from that run.
2: I'm almost certain that it is. If you look up Hawkeye, my life as a weapon, it's the exact same visual design as our credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Like our Great. our show logo is the logo from this run. Cool. Like I it love is, that. yeah. It is exactly this, yeah. I love it's, that. Okay, it's no rare, spoilers. actually. No spoilers, though. Yeah, it's rare. Actually, I was thinking about that uh, after we finished recording our Spider-Man Two episode. The fact that we're able to easily point to like Spider-Man No More and Unmasked by Doctor Octopus as like these are very specific adaptation choices rather than just general inspiration.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
2: feel like we don't do that a ton anymore. That was yeah. super common like to adapt these big like benchmark stories in yeah. early superhero blockbuster yeah. culture.
0: Well, I feel like but- there became a, there, there grew a desire to... Still, be able to surprise and intrigue like hardcore Certainly. fans, you know. Yeah. Certainly, and
2: we'll nod to it with things like Captain America: Civil War, and sure. like some of the Thanos stuff. And Endgame was taken from the like 2014 miniseries, I think. But like, yeah. by and large, it seems like we're sort of telling our own stories right now. So to see this, that is like almost a straight rip from. It's kind of yeah, it's exciting. You, yeah, I don't. Do I don't mean think... a rip in like a bad way. It's not lazy no, 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 no. creatively. I think it's cool.
1: Does do you think there is an influence here? Uh, because of how recently this came out, I think earlier when you're saying it was like 2005 or whenever is when it yeah. started, that that kind of stood out to me as like, oh, that was. I think the I, we had already had Iron Man at that point, hadn't mm-hmm. we? Or mm-hmm. not? Iron I mean, Man was 2008, 2008, but Oof, yeah, so much later.
2: So Kate was a fan favorite and has been since 2005. But this um, is like to me, I think this this Matt Fraction run is the definitive like modern take on Hawkeye, especially because it's spinning out of his appearances, like this started after Jeremy Renner was already cast in the role. So, you know, we right. first saw Jeremy Renner in like 2011 in Thor and then this Matt Fraction run comes out and so people are beginning to have a cultural awareness of, oh, there's a bow and arrow guy on the Avengers
0: sometimes. Right. So the the Rogers, the musical thing where he's watching it. <laughs> it's uh, so good. It's, it's actually
1: very, really catchy.
0: Yes, it's so catchy. It's really, <laughs> really fun. It's a clear um, homage, we'll call it, to Hamilton. Right. Uh, it's It's... Semi Disney so, property. Man, that's yeah. the thing. Like th- so far, I think what I'm loving is that this is n- this series seems to be leaning fun and awesome. Yeah. Like it it's it's doing both really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. laughing out loud. I think the tracksuit mafia is hysterical. I think Kate Bishop crashing through the ceiling, and that you know, hey, I found her, them calling each other bro over and over again yes. is yeah, murdering me. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so good but also at the same time they're they're kind of spooky and they're clearly meaning business um and then you have the the John Wick action of it all of yeah. <laughs> Clint catching the molotov cocktail through the window and hucking it back i don't know man i'm, the I'm breaking I'm, the window first right you yes. to break yes. it so they Bro- can catch Broke it, to oh catch it. the uh, action
1: fully in
2: the action is great with a notable exception to me okay i think the fight at the secret auction yeah not good is maybe the worst choreography that we've seen in a Marvel show so far. And I know uh, one of the things that we have accidentally stumbled into becoming a grand two chunks and a hunk tradition is just endlessly ripping on <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, that choreography was pretty bad, but I think yeah. is—I is, think that was worse. That's yeah, that at first, absolutely terrible. At
1: first I thought, was this like, you know, was this just Kate finding her sea legs? And they, they were <laughs> trying to make it look like she wasn't as good at this kind of stuff, and then we'll see this quick progression because I'm I'm fascinated with her like athletic background. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it's totally worth at least you know I think most people that are watching shows you know we, you have the skip credits. Mm. Uh, obviously, you don't want to do that the first time because really I think a lot of the story is told in our opening credits in terms of her career. You know, she's doing more. Well, than you sure. recognize the stuff. musical
0: themes as they return throughout the
1: series. <laughs> Truly, yeah, that too, but. <laughs>
0: No, I think—so we're officially—and I've mentioned this a little bit before with some other Marvel stuff. We're kind of into this part of Marvel where, by and large, I am familiar with names and general concepts, but I really don't know what's going to happen. And one of those people that I am unfamiliar with is Jack Duquesne. Okay. I know nothing about this man. Would you like to? Uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe I would like the show to tell me about this man. Okay. That's, that's what I think. Is he made up for the show? No. Nope. Okay. Let's I looked this up too. Did you? <laughs> well, now I know, I'm, now I want to know. Tell me off her. No. I don't want to spoil it. No, you it for already anybody. chose it. You already chose. <clears throat> um I'm very intrigued by him and I don't think you picked Tony Dalton on accident.
1: No. So. No. Listen, the how brilliant was the scene that we get with Jack to where they're fencing. Yeah. Kate and it's showing really both of how uh very smart both of them are uh, yeah. because she knows. She's she's crying Wolf right now. Yep. She's yelling like, I can tell this dude is lying to me. Um, and she has such a nose for wanting to basically be Hawkeye. So obviously that's perfect. But at the very end for his parry, when he wasn't even looking. And just yeah, that yeah. the, the sound cool. that we got and how like it yeah. just reverberated. And that was a great I'm, scene. Just, I'm pretty spooked, honestly. I think I don't want to see, I do both want to see uh, him at his fullest and then don't because I'm worried for the people that I love because yeah. I think he's a he's a bad dude. So
0: I think he's a, um, I, I think the technical term is bad Mama Jamma. Yeah. Um, mm. Mm. So let's all be on the lookout for one bad yeah. Mama Jamma. It's the, our, our Mama Jamma hunt. The, we we've hunt, found our prey. The only hunt I'm on right now, though, if I'm being honest with you, is mm. the hunt for that sweet, sweet American currency. <laughs> the, the, hunt that, the hunt for money. The hunt for money. And the only way to receive that
1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifeemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Okay, so in review, because we do have two episodes we're talking about here, and I think something that happens a lot of the times when we're very excited sure, is we get a little popcorny, which mm-hmm. is totally fine yeah. because it's appropriate because yeah. that's what you have as a snack. When you're watching movies. Mm-hmm. But our mm-hmm. first episode Us. very much was showing... I couldn't help but think of uh Vulture from Spider-Man. From our first... From Homecoming. Right. In terms of cleaning up the aftermath and seeing the effects of 2012. I think one of my favorite things the MCU has done and continues to do is show you, hey, behind the curtain, in the wings here, everyone's being affected. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um I And it's it. more than just getting a head nod from a cosplayed uh, Black Widow from the Rogers Theater seats. You know, it's like yeah. also being able to say, you know, Kate was right there. I loved seeing the scene that, it feels like a reshoot, right? Like this is a scene that I remember happening yep. when he's yeah. turning around, right? Very epic Hawkeye moment in the first Avengers movie. Uh, and her just like, I, I don't think it was too fast paced. I think they were pretty brilliant with the first 20 minutes of episode one. Completely agree. To set us up. And I think so, it was fine. And I think that that setup
2: thing, uh, that setup. I, I think it was the, maybe it was the Hawkeye writer for Entertainment Weekly who did the write up for these two episodes pointed this out. But uh, it's a connection I can't, uh, I'm like, oh, obviously that's it. This is, I think what the Marvel Netflix shows tried to do and wanted to do.
0: But couldn't. But say they, it.
2: but they couldn't uh, because of the beef between Jeff Loeb and uh, I guess it was it Ike Perlmutter, whoever was the head of. Marvel mm. studio, like, any yeah. weird beef where they could only say, like, Jessica Jones helped out during the Battle of New York, or, like, ever since New York, things are different, or, like, mm-hmm. I'm not the green guy, I'm not that strong, but, like, having sure. this actually be like, oh, no, that's a clip from Avengers, or right, right. Uh, it's a little jarring because of the difference in camera quality, but here's a clip of Hawkeye being Ronan from Endgame, or here are... Here's a smash cut of actual clips from the movies that we remember seeing. Yeah. yeah. To me, that just that that is, I think, what the Netflix shows were aiming at. I I do have another thing about the Netflix shows that. Please. Uh, if we're gonna take a, can we take a trip as a group? Yeah. Let's take a trip.
0: That's to my theory do. nook. Take a little trip. Take a little wah, 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 trip wah, wah, with wah. Doge.
2: Welcome Beep. to Doge's Theory Nook. The first one of the first times in a long time we've been here, and uh, the only time this week until next week. <laughs> if there's something cool that happens. Uh, Echo, our villain here at the uh-huh. end of this show. Uh, she is portrayed by a deaf actress and the character is deaf. So props to Marvel. Uh, that's super cool. Love that's, to see that that's representation. It's twice now. It's that's twice twice, now. In, a, twice in, in a month.
1: month. Yeah, in Eternals as well.
2: Exactly. Uh, Echo is a, uh, a super villain appearing in Marvel Comics. Uh, she is sort of like Taskmaster. With like a photo, photo recall memory. She can kind of replicate any, any moves that she can see happening. Um, but the important and interesting thing, there are two very interesting things about Echo. Uh, Echo, number one is who passed the Ronin mantle onto Hawkeye. In the comics, he inherited that title and that suit from her. Wow. And I... It's just interesting that we're bringing up all this Ronin stuff that she seems yeah. to be the villain in our very Ronin-centric story. Mm-hmm. The other interesting thing is that in the comics, in, in the same way that uh, Gamora and Nebula were adopted and raised by Thanos, Echo was adopted and raised by Wilson Fisk, a.k.a. the Kingpin, played magnificently by Vincent D'Onofrio in Daredevil Seasons 1, 2, and 3.
1: Ooh.
2: Vincent D'Onofrio... Quote tweeted an announcement about this show and said, super excited to watch Hawkeye with my Marvel family or something like that.
1: Interesting. So here in my
2: theory nook, I'm wearing a hat and a t-shirt. And that hat and that t-shirt say, I can't wait to see you in Hawkeye, Vince. Because I have a theory that Vincent D'Onofrio is going to appear in this show as the kingpin of crime in New York, which will we are directly going to
0: canonize our Netflix shows. Right we're here, we're canonize
2: our Netflix shows, which will directly lead into Charlie Cox being Matt Murdock, Peter's lawyer in Spider-Man. That'd be huge. No way home. That'd be huge. Let me, Whoa, let, Josh. me let me let me
0: sp- spill some split splay some stuff out. Spill some stuff out. Splay it. Let do me splay it. Splay it. Let me tell you what excites me and what doesn't move my needle at all. About okay. This. Okay. Charlie Cox. John Bernthal. Yeah. And um, what's her face, Jessica Jones? Um, Kristen Ritter. A-OK signed me right up with all three of them being canonized. (laughs) (laughs) The other two shows just never did it for me. And I wanted them to. I liked Mm. Mike Coulter's Luke Cage in Jessica Jones. I think his interpretation of Luke Cage in Jessica Jones was fantastic. I think the Luke Cage show... Yeah, so I'm down. Actually, if we want to canonize Luke Cage... That's cool with Just me not too. an Iron Fist boy, give huh? Give me a different Iron Fist, maybe. Well, here's yeah. the
2: deal. Here's the deal. They don't have to be the exact same ones. They could be
1: variants.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's but true.
1: go ahead and give us Vince though. Let's Vince go ahead over. Over. Oh, for sure, dude. Have to. He was one of the best things about Marvel for me yeah. for a long time. And Absolutely. Clinically. Absolutely. Was so he was so good there.
2: That's my theory nook though. That's the official position of my theory nook is that Echo right. is being included in this story for the Ronin connection and the Kingpin connection.
0: I would I also that. be thrilled for a more mcu daredevil costume. TBH. Yeah. I'd be all right if that was a little uh, more… I'm going to
1: uh, be… I, I'm not saying I own any kind of corner. I really don't. I, I'm just here to point people to where the corners are. Sure. Mm. I, I work the
0: front. Sign yeah, but- corner. Like Seinfeld? No, like where you point, you're assigned that oh. points to the other corner. Like it's my corner. Um, I, <laughs> uh,
1: and it's a stupid thing, but like thinking of Echo, there's a character named Echo. There's also a character in Arcane named Echo who's friends with Vi, and Vi is voiced by Haley Steinfeld. Shameless plug again. Arcane is is on IMDb the 14th highest rated movie or Carter, t- what uh, is, TV show at all time. What is Arcane? I haven't heard of it. You've heard of it. Arcane is League of Legends <laughs> show. He's being a dubus. I'm being a doobest you. to, <laughs> y'all need to watch. My friends need to watch. I'm just saying. My friends and my, and my listeners need to watch Arcane. Anyways, uh, Haley Steinfeld, I'm so excited. She's
2: great. I mean, that's not a surprise to anybody, but she is absolutely great in that yeah. she's so magnetic and she's so funny
1: in this. Yeah. She's so good. She's so cool. I love the costuming that we have her do. She's yeah. just not wearing anything but pants. And I think that's amazing. I think that's so good. <laughs> to just like, I, I can see her personality without her really getting to say much. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a lot of fun. Please hurry up and get Florence on screen. Please. So that I can see these two, yeah. these three together. I'd love to see them all interacting, especially before Clint dies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. Nah, f- I do want- in episode five. Yeah, oh, wow.
2: <laughs> I do want I do want Clint and uh, Yelena to be able to have a scene together and get both of them get some closure on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I tell you why I don't think Clint's going to die? Sure. Because I think maybe well, it because they're well. done.
2: They're done filming the show, and Jeremy Renner's still alive. He's still alive. So I've seen him in. An episode. So I know if you
0: die in the show, you die in real life.
1: It's high oh, stakes. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I should have done the research.
0: I think. For me, unless it's done really well, which I'm leaving room for that possibility, I think it would almost negate Nat's sacrifice in Endgame. Like if Clint doesn't get to end up just like chopping firewood and hanging out with his yeah. family forever, I can see that. I think that's where because that was her whole thing.
2: That was her whole thing is like you've. You have I a mean, reason. Yeah, f- bad writing, and that that kind of sucks. We immediately
0: reveal her sister.
2: I know that kind of sucks and that doesn't really say a whole lot of great things about individuals uh, so much as just it says something about groups. But her whole reasoning was you have a reason to live and I don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that. I hadn't thought of that.
1: I'm just ready for tragedy. I'm ready. Like, let's just take a big dark turn. Who are you? Me? I don't know. I don't want it either, obviously. (laughs) I just know what's good. I just know what's good writing. That's true. That's true. All. That's true. <laughs> I'm uh, i just
2: Yours makes way more sense than mine, Jordan. <laughs> I do want to go on record. I don't know if I've actually officially said this entire sentence. I love Lucky the Pizza Dog and sure. would do absolutely anything
1: for him. Sure. Okay. I've never been more stressed. When
0: he almost got hit by that tr- that truck, yep. dude. Yeah. Um, I was sweating. <laughs> you don't introduce a one-eyed dog and then kill it though is the thing. Like, Right. You, you just absolutely don't do that.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's interesting in, dog, in the, baby. has
0: got it in something. the
2: comics in the comics the tracksuit mafia which by the way is a great band name. Uh Very the tracksuit good. mafia throws him out in the street uh and basically he loses his eye as as a result of injuries sustained while rescuing Clint. Huh. Uh like uh they have to take him like to veterinary surgery and he ends up losing his eye but being okay his main weakness is poor health due to pizza-based diet uh which is something that we have in common uh but here in the show it looks like uh <laughs> It looks like there's a condition. I don't remember what it is. Uh, if you Degenerative listen, type thing. Yeah, it's a degener- If yeah. you listen, like you, you is know it that I degeneration. You know that I just got a puppy, and so I've been webmding this little guy every time he breathes. I'm like, is he supposed Sweet to breathe like boy. that? Is he supposed Sweet to sit boy. like that? Is he supposed to move his head that way? Do they have a dog webmd? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just Google. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. There might be a, there might be a dog one. But it's a this. It looks like Lucky, the pizza dog here in the show, has a kind of degenerative thing where that eyeball just never formed. Yeah. which yeah. is good because I don't I don't want to see a dog get <sighs> can hurt. Can we
1: can we get him a, a bow bow Bal, bow Bal- bow bow? Can we get him a little? Is he going to shoot any arrows?
0: Oh, I'm Ooh. with you. Okay.
1: Oh, I would love it. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I would love it. Sure, like put, why not? put his little hind legs up, pull back with his mouth. Why not? That'd no, be cute. Actually, the, uh, the accident, dog actor, Accidentally kills Clint. Man. The dog so actor
0: who is playing Lucky, the pizza dog, uh, does actually have a real-life condition um, ter- oh. terminal cuteness. Oh, yeah. Oh. You said
1: terminal, and I was like, this is the worst trivia ever. You said terminal. you wanted
0: tragedy. You said you were hungry for tragedy.
1: I am I am always hungry for tragedy. Simply delivering. Uh, in the comics,
2: he's often depicted wearing an eye patch, like Nick yes. Fury. Yes, yes, which yes, Which is yes, 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 yes.
1: quite cute. Give that it is so me. cute. Hey, can we talk a little bit about Kate's mom? Yeah. What? So, uh, I think we don't find out until episode two maybe that… Or, or I didn't. That Bishop Security, you know, we had like a… It seems like kind of like the Pym Stark connection. Mm-hmm. It's like you're kind of… I think a, a battle, like a civil war for the Avengers of like the wealthy and the not would be maybe a fun thing because it does seem like there's a lot of wealthy people with power.
0: Avengers uh, class wars. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> class wars. Um, but it does seem like… I mean outside of being really rich… Which by the way, I loved the line that like you're young so you think you're invulnerable and then also you're rich so yeah. you think you're invulnerable. Um, I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, what kind of power does mom hold? I mean I don't want tons of spoilers but there's some kind of connection here. CEO's almost power? I know, but it, I don't know. There was something about putting her in the red dress pretty early on that I was like, should I know this? Is this like an iconic costume? Like who is Kate Bishop's mom? <laughs>
2: Kate Bishop's mom was killed uh, in an accident on a hiking trip in Boulder, Colorado when Kate was a little girl. Oh. So this is kind of uncharted territory.
1: Okay. Well, here we Very are. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. Guys, any more high points from characters that we might not have mentioned yet? Certain scenes that you loved? Vera um, is Vera is actually maybe a low point for me. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. I, I don't think she's doing a great job with this material. I think there's just
1: a lot of people that are doing a really good job. Yeah. And yes, I, I think from what I've seen, what we know she can do. Exactly. You know, it's obvious, it's much better than uh, her departed role.
0: <laughs> the only but, yeah. thing that I'm uh, having a hard time with her is I think just the writing of her character. I, I always struggle when a parent ignores the concerns of a child for yeah. the the um excuses of a new loved one. This like I dad, have a hard time. Yeah
2: the whole like stepdad conflict thing does feel pretty contrived. Yeah that it feels like Vera Farmiga has her eyes and ears closed and it's just like no yeah. trust him. No trust There's him something no trust like him like your
0: 25 year old child being like well, hey yeah. something sketchy here yeah. and mom being like no. Well no, hey no, did no.
2: you see how he didn't even look at me and still blocked my sword? And mom's
0: like, stop being dramatic. Mom, remember which one of us is the fighting expert here? Yeah, Uh, That was nuts. That just
2: feels pretty contrived and and soap operatic to me. Yeah, I don't
0: love that. I don't feel like her performance is an issue for me, but that material's no good.
1: Maybe that's it. It's close to that. I mean, do you throw the narrative of like, Kate just keeps getting in so much trouble that mom is maybe just just numb to it? Sure. Yeah, that's valid. You know, I did reference earlier, there's kind of a cry wolf situation. And she's like, well… I mean, you know, I mean, early on her credit cards are canceled. You know, she's basically being shut down. And I think mom's a little bit fed up and trying to make some decisions uh for her sure. to an extent. There's there's no excuse there because that's still incredibly, you know, it's a lot of neglect to your daughter
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> for real. Um, but it didn't feel quite as contrived to me. But I definitely see what you guys are talking about. Plus, I mean, Jack has soap opera hair. So I mean it's his it's mustache? There. His mustache. It's not a good guy mustache. <laughs>
0: it's a bad no. guy mustache. Just man. look at it. Yeah, that's the mustache of a
1: bad man.
0: <laughs> it's not a good man.
1: Yeah, I've always said that. Guys, I think are we ready to end? Are we ready to wrap up here? Sure. Yeah. Next week we'll have episode three, which will have us already the halfway mark wow. through Hawkeye, Wild. which makes me kind of sad because I I think I would like more of this, but I, I think we're going to appreciate at the end our little small bite mm-hmm. of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. But it's an in today's episode. It's an hors d'oeuvre. Uh, I would love to have your name. And I want you to give me uh, another situation. So we had 2002 and the effects that that had on Kate Bishop. We've seen it actually have an echo effect on a lot of people. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop that pun there. A ripple (laughs) effect. Oh, there's also a hero named Ripple. I'm kidding. Uh, Through uh, a lot of characters in the MCU. 2012, Battle of New York, is what you're talking about? Battle of New York, 2012, yes. So the Avengers… I'll, I'll open it up to even the solo projects mm-hmm. have really wreaked havoc on the universe. Mm-hmm. It used to just be the world, but then we introduced Thor, and very quickly the whole universe was kind of being screwed up uh, in the aftermath. What do you think would have been the most traumatic one to be a part of? What is the most traumatic event that maybe we saw on screen that there were just bystanders, there's just regular people around uh, that you think would be the most traumatic one to be a part of? I'm Carter. Uh, and I'm going to have to say Genovia? Sokovia? 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 Genovia. Genovia. That is, is Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries. <laughs> it's the same. Genovia, I'm going to have to say Genovia. Genovia. Sokovia is the one where they lift up, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is wild to me. That is, that is life-altering to me. Yeah. So I'm saying that specific yeah. thing. Would have been the most traumatic to be a part of. And Genovia is up there. And Genovia, too. Mm. I mean, she's a little
2: American girl. What's she doing over here being our queen now? Mm. She's not Genovian. That's crazy. She's by blood, but Talk not about by rock culture. in my world. I'm Doge. And what a lot of folks are too afraid to tell you is that hidden in the background of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2... There is also a movie called The Blob That Almost Ate Dairy Queen and then stopped growing, and we don't know why. <laughs> because that was there was some stuff going on with Space Kurt Russell, and he left, I guess, a seed of him on Earth, and it started <laughs> growing and almost absorbed that Dairy Queen. And then it just stopped once Peter uh, punched him because uh, he said, you killed my mom and broke my Walkman or something funny like that. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> the blob just stopped growing at Dairy Queen, and we never saw any Avengers show up, like Tony Stark or Steve Rogers didn't show up and be like, "Hmm, a good thing we defeated this blob. Rest easy, citizens. It just stopped. Rest
0: easy. It's just the dude with the blizzard in the corner, like, ah, ah. Oh, not quite. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. who knows? So any
2: blob, you could you could be subject to spontaneous blobbing at any point in the Marvel <laughs> universe.
0: I'm Jordan. Okay, so the the. The real answer, I think we would probably all agree, is being blipped has to be the real answer. Like coming back and realizing five years have passed. I wish we had done that with
2: Hawkeye's kids. Like if one of them had gotten blipped and it's like, oh, the middle one, you're the oldest kid now. Yeah,
0: that would have been crazy. Enjoy that dynamic. Yeah, Yeah. right. Um, So yeah, getting blipped has to be the worst one. Um, I think a second thing is just anybody who was there at the beginning, like living their life when there's an Iron Man flying around all of a sudden. Before it was like a… Yeah, yeah. or like the first time that you're like, there's somebody swinging through New York. Like, it's got to be weird. and Or like when (laughs) Tony Stark, the billionaire everybody knows, is like, I'm Iron Man. I don't know, man. That's got to be weird. But my answer is uh, it's easy because it's anybody who had to be exposed to a giant bug in Ant-Man. Just wandering mm. around doing its thing. Oh, no. yeah. I'd rather no. die. I would rather die. I would Real city. different in my house. Yeah, yeah no way. Yeah. yeah, I can't do that. Ugh. I can't handle that. Ugh. that's <laughs> a good pull. I don't even like thinking like about it.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger